Welcome everyone to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror, one episode at a time. I'm Erica. And I'm Jackie. And I'm really stuffy this morning, so I don't know if that's coming through. Just just in case. Yeah, you are very stuffy today. Mm, then I have the radio voice today. <laughs> Probably. We are continuing slash finishing our Stephen King month with the one, the only, It. 2017. <laughs> right. Let's let's be specific here. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Well, first, this is episode 25. Sorry. That's why we're a team. You got me covered. <laughs> <laughs> what am I drinking? I'm just having good old coffee with cream and sweetener. That was it. It's, as usual, a dark roast. Yes. It's actually, I think it's called Midnight Special. It's from Aldi. Ooh, Midnight yeah. Special. It's actually pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. I'm having a mocha... Frappuccino from Dunkin' Donuts. Very nice. It's hot. Mm-hmm. May as well. You know, it's still hot in November. <sighs> yes, it <laughs> in is. Good old Florida. Yes, a little less hot, but it's still hot. So, would you like to take on the reading of the plot? Why, yes. Seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine are about to face their worst nightmare an ancient, shape shifting evil that emerges from the sewer every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. Well read, well read. He is so famous. I think he is. He is definitely, especially when this version came out, he was famous with that traditional miniseries, right? The Tim Curry version? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was popular. But I feel like this just stepped it up and really made him for like up made him a household name in the horror community. Yes, why? Yes, and he is just evil. Yes, he is. And in the book, the same thing. He's one of those horror villains that will live on forever, like Michael Myers. I guess Jason, since I'm not a huge fan of Jason, but that's because I really still haven't seen him. In action. This is true. Not hundred percent. No, you actually have not. Not really. <laughs> he still had a burlap sack in part two last yes, year. This is true. Um, even with Ghostface, like he is Chucky, he is one of those villains that is front and center in the horror community. And I think Bill Skarsgård did such a fantastic job with this character. Yes, he did. I um I was thinking about this actually last night. Mm -hmm. I I think that the Tim Curry version, and I'd have to look at it again. Mm -hmm. When I first watched that version, the one thing that kept resonating is I kept seeing him in the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie. I couldn't get past seeing that in The Clown. Okay. In in Pennywise from the um, Tim Curry version. Yes. It was hard to separate them. And in some ways, I almost felt like he behaved like Mm. that. Uh, It could be in my head. I don't know. I've only watched the miniseries once. I think it's because obviously I watched it. I think I watched it for the first time ever five years ago within the last few years. Yes. Oh, wow. And I thought it was so cheesy Mm. but i mean it's from what the 90s yeah so it's going to be it did follow the book pretty well actually that it did it actually gave you but then that's why it's a mini series it gave you more of those 
parts in the book that were yeah. mind-blowing. Yes. For me anyway. Yes. Tim Curry's version, I remember it being good, but I mean, it was kind of goofy at the same time. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. why I kept thinking of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And that's not to knock him. He did a good job too. Okay. He did. He did. But Bill Skarsgård took it to another level. Well, this movie is also, I feel, darker. Obviously, yes. it's more modern. And I'd like to say when this movie was announced, I was so excited for this movie. Mm -hmm. I was reading the book at the time and I finished it literally minutes before going to the theater. It took me a year to read this book because it's a very long smart me, book. Smart me. I was in nursing school mm -hmm. trying to read it. Oh, no, that, that that's makes, not going to work. Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. But I tried anyway, but I finished it minutes before going to the movies. I was so determined to watch this in the theater that I went to watch this the night before we got hit by a hurricane. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. But I was actually really surprised that the movie theater was open. I'll never forget calling and being like, hey. Oh, I do remember that yes. now. Yes. Yes. I remember calling the theater. Are you guys open today, the night before a hurricane? And the, the girl on the phone was like, yes. Like so pissed. How I am dare surprised. you? I'm surprised she didn't say, how dare you even think of coming to the movies? I know. But let me tell you something. It was packed? It was packed. <laughs> okay? Because we all knew that this could be the last movie we could watch for a while. Thankfully, for, yeah. that hurricane didn't hit us too bad. But, yeah. you know, it, it was still a hurricane. Anyway, so I remember going and mm -hmm. thinking, I need to watch this movie. I need to watch this movie. I waited, I don't know how long to watch this. I It's not, it's happening. Right. I did. And I remember leaving that movie theater so excited, fulfilled, happy, scared, and just so satisfied with this movie. Mm. And it was fun watching it at the theater. Cool. That's a neat little story to tag on to it. <laughs> Ta Got it? Love it. <laughs> All right. Let's head on to movie facts. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this an 86. An audience gave it an 84. I could have sworn these scores were higher, mm -hmm. so maybe they've come down. I don't know if that's something that happens so over it, time. So it's an aggregate score that every time, Somebody as time goes it. by, it just shrinks? Or I, maybe people keep reviewing it so it changes the score. Because I could have sworn this was in the 90s at some point. But either way, 80s for a horror movie is like an A+. Yeah. A plus plus plus. Yes. This was released on September 8th of 2017. It has a runtime of two hours and 15 minutes. It is very long, I will say. And you feel it. It It is a long movie. Yes. But I'm, I'm thinking about it, but it's not a long that you dread, like the one exactly. I had last night when I watched that movie. Sorry. <laughs> and the movie the I'm referring stare. to is Terrifier 2. Well, at least you watched it. I was so bored. Yes, it is extremely gory, but it didn't do anything. Mm. Like, it was just like, okay, it's gore for the sake of gore. Mm. I I actually liked the first one better. This was mm. way too long. It was way too long. And I was bored. I was looking stuff up on the computer. I know I'm bored when I start, <laughs> when, start I, when I bring out up. the laptop and I'm like half-ass paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Because by the time I hated the movie... I was an hour and a half in invested. So you got to finish it. Plus, you so just got to finish it. I, I may as well. Yeah. I'm already, I already lost the night to this wonderful piece of shit. I actually think this beat that other one. Which one? The one I hated in May. I can't remember what it's called right now. What did you hate in May? 
the one with the with the town and the the lady, the puppet. What is it called? I forgot. <laughs> Dead silence. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> I think I I'm gonna put this on the same level as that. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I digress. You Sorry. You digress. All right. This had a budget of 35 to 40. I don't know how you don't have an exact number. Million. Mm-hmm. And it grossed 701.8 million. This movie. Wow. I remember, though, when this was released, it was such a big deal how well it did for horror mm-hmm. at the time. And the numbers show it. The scores show it. It was such a big deal. It was great. This was directed by Andy Muschietti, I hope I said that right, and shot because he's from Argentina, so he's mm. a fellow Hispanic. There you go, Argentino. Mm-hmm. And the producer is his sister, which is cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, so they're a brother, a sibling Little movie maker, cool. which is fun. That's neat. Um, I did so. I watched on YouTube this half hour behind the scenes footage about the movie, and mm-hmm. it was kind. It was a lot of fun because apparently, I'm just going to sum it up from what I learned mm-hmm. from it. Bill Skarsgård really invested in this role. Mm -hmm. And so did the director. The kids, so the kids met, right? They casted the kids and they had them basically do activities together. Right. For a few weeks. To bond, I would assume. Mm -hmm. So that it comes across on camera that they are really friends. And I think that worked because I got to say it right off the bat. These kids are fantastic you know what's funny though what if they if one of them just didn't fit in i know what would they have done i don't know i don't know that's a good question anyway go on but clearly and if one of them didn't it doesn't show on camera no it didn't at all Mm -hmm. uh anyway so the kids were filming for about a month and a half two months is what they were saying they had never seen pennywise they were recording his stuff separate they had him separate from everybody oh wow so bill skarsgård was saying like it was kind of a lonely filming ex- experience because he was usually by himself <laughs> <laughs> but and the reason was is that when they finally had a scene with the kids and pennywise they wanted at least that first shot mm-hmm. to be a genuine reaction so they kept this a secret from the kids they had no idea what he looked like and they showed the kids being interviewed like I think I saw what he looked like on somebody's computer, and I don't think I was supposed to see that, but I saw it anyway. I don't know. Oh, my God. We don't know what he looks like. <laughs> we're nervous. We're excited. You know, acting like kids. Right. And it was really cool. And it took a lot to get Bill into this. Mm-hmm. He said he had a whole team. He had the makeup team, the costume, even the contacts. Like, it was – he called it, like, his Pennywise group. Right. That would get him ready. I can't imagine how long that took. I can't imagine either because he has pros- – prosthetics on his cheeks right obviously the head because mm-hmm. it's really abnormal mm-hmm. i will say though bill added practicality to it meaning that's thing he does with his lip mm-hmm. that's him right that's not a prosthetic or anything and his eye i don't know if you noticed a lot pennywise one of his eyes would kind of go to the yes, right i did he really can do that that's a pr- he can do that he can actually eye. control that yes Oh. It's not CGI. It is Skarsgård that he he says it in the interview. It's like he can control a lazy eye kind of thing. Oh, that is neat. Yeah. Uh, like I, if I had that, I would be freaking people out on purpose. Of course you would. Because, <laughs> hey, if I'm going to have something like that, I am going to utilize it to the max. Yes. yes. To my advantage. Of course you would. Sit there in a restaurant and just stare at somebody and then <laughs> have a lazy eye moving. <laughs> 
the costume designer who is Janie Bryant, I gotta, I like this part because it's interesting how there is so much research and work when it goes into little things in the movie and as little as a costume, right? And it's mm-hmm. not little because this is how we see Pennywise. Right. Right? She took inspiration from things from the time period of medieval times, Renaissance, Elizabethan. Bethan. Sure. And Victorian Victorian eras. I can see that. Yeah. Especially and that yes, poofy, the poofy collar. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's to indicate that he is otherworldly, right? And from past lives and to indicate how old he is. And Oh, that really does make sense. Yeah. Because you do realize that he's been around for a long ass time. Well, and in the book it does explain that, well, but obviously, yes, to, but you have to, uh, separating yourself from the book. True. From the in the movie itself. To the movie, yes, you can see it. I could see, plus you know, you have that whole historical thing that Ben goes through. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was also a way of reflecting immortality and adding a doll-like quality to the costume. Mhm. So yeah. I thought that was cool. I, you know, I didn't even think about when you, and then when you really look at him and his costume, you can see how it was inspired, especially that collar, mm-hmm. right? That looks like it's from the Renaissance and yeah. medieval times, but, and it works because it could have bordered on look silly, right? Yeah. Or just not fitting, mm-hmm. but it is, especially because he's dirty. It's not like this crisp white no, the whole No, there's time. that little edge of grunge on him exactly. all the time. Yeah. I do have to say I am fascinated by the fact that the 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 eye thing, but you could still see Bill Skarsgård there, uh, even with the makeup the on. Yes, oh, like I could. His makeup. face is so different, mm-hmm. even with you know without the makeup that yeah. you can see him there. Mm-hmm. And I love how it became him and he became it Ooh, look at you you like that i like all that it all that it talk (laughs) it it felt like he absorbed the character and the character also absorbed him it was hard to separate him the person from the clown he did so good as pennywise i can't stress how much i liked his interpretation of pennywise and he also changes his voice. He does. More than you think, because in the interview, I mean, obviously we've seen him in other stuff, so you know what he sounds like, but... Mm-hmm. Particularly in Barbarian. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and when he was in the interview, I mean, it's just so... I didn't realize how much he is also manipulating his voice as Pennywise. So he's just created this whole persona. Yes. In it. He brought it to life. Ooh. <laughs> brought it to it. life. <laughs> gonna be fun oh yeah <laughs> not to mention well he's not good looking in this movie but in the interview he was <laughs> well you know <laughs> that's a good looking family that's all i'm gonna say that family has very good genes this, that's for sure scars guards and are... i don't mean no levi's oh my god <laughs> that's a dad joke that Come was on. great that was a great dad joke thanks for that one <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting it i'm getting You're getting it, it. See? i'm getting they're it they're fun they're very freeing <laughs> Anyway, all right. Any other facts or anything that you would like to contribute? Uh, we nah. got a long road ahead of we us. We have a long road. So, no, I won't make it any longer than it is. <laughs> no, so. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Then if we have no further uh, movie facts, let's mm-hmm. head into movie observations. Would yes. you like to introduce our characters? Of course. And I'm going to butcher some of these names. Yep. So, we have Jaden 
Lieberher, I think that's how you pronounce it, I as guess. Bill Dunbro. Mm-hmm. He is the lead of the boys of the. Yes. Well, sorry, that's not true because they have Bever- um, Beverly. Beverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the group. The group yes. Of the friend of Outcast. What do they call themselves? The losers. The losers. The losers. Club. Mm-hmm. We have Bill Skarsgård as it. Pennywise, the dancing clown. Yes. We have Jeremy Ta- Ray Taylor as Ben Hanscom. Mm-hmm. We have Sophia Lillis as Beverly Marsh. We have Finn, wow, unusual names here, Wolfhard mm-hmm. as Richie Tozier. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Or Toz, yeah, I think so. I think so. Wyatt Olaf as Stanley Uris. Mm-hmm. Wow. Chosen Jacob as Mike Hanlon, Mm -hmm. Jack Dylan Grazer as Eddie Kasprak. I I never knew how to say his name I could never pronounce his name. Yeah. And then we have Nicholas Hamilton as Henry Bowers. Yep. Those are our- Main, main characters. Our main crew. Let's dive into this. Yes. Let's head into it. This movie- Did you get that? (laughs) Head into it? it. Man, it's going to be a long episode. I love it. You finally embraced Embraced the dad jokes. The dad jokes and everything that comes with it. This movie starts iconic just like the book. Yes. Which is the death of Georgie. Yes. (laughs) Which even in the book and in this movie is quite shocking. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how they got this little kid to do that scene and even the basement scene. But I forgot. We forgot to mention him. He's technically one of the characters. Yeah, he is. He is yeah. one of the and the reason for this group happening. Yes. in a way, it is. I'm going to assume that the clown was not on the other side of the conversation in the sewer. I, I can't imagine that little boy seeing that and not being freaked out of his mind because he is very little. He's very very he's little. So cute. He is so cute. Bill and Georgie are brothers. Bill is sick. He can't go out and play with Georgie, but Georgie does. Mm-hmm. He, you know, Bill builds him a little paper boat, puts paraffin wax on it. At least that's what it was in in the book. I don't know why that always stuck out to me. That is what it is. Yeah. He and Georgie goes out in the rain to play. The boat gets sucked into the sewer, and this is how we meet Pennywise. Pennywise. What a great entrance! I know. And even though it's just funny, like I in the interview. The behind-the-scenes video of the behind-the-scenes for the movie. The producer, which is the sister of the director, she mentioned how she doesn't understand how clowns are appealing to anyone, especially kids, because there's just something so off about them, Mm -hmm. even with the makeup and all of that. And that's, I think that's what terrifies us. It's like, they're not that cute or fun. They're just, there's something eerie about them. Mm -hmm. But it worked on Georgie because he's just instantly like, oh, it's a friendly clown. But I don't know how. He doesn't look friendly. (laughs) Wait, let's hold on a second. He does. And then he doesn't. Mm, He does. I mean. Because there are moments where he looks friendly-ish. You, the audience, see him as evil because you already know. You already know. Yeah, but you need it. to put yourself aside from that because at the beginning, he's kind of joking around yeah. with him, including Georgie says, well, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. And then he says, well, I'm so-and-so and you're so-and-so and now we're not strangers. And what's what's sad, what's cute and innocent about it is that Georgie doesn't question, how does this clown live in the sewer? Not just that. How does he know my name? Right. Well, <laughs> that's true because when, he, when the boat goes into the sewer, yeah. into the drainage hole, whatever it's called- 
he, he starts calling him. Pennywise starts yeah. calling him. Yeah. And he's, but he's a child. He's a child. He's little. It's still all fantasy. It's all fantastical. At that age, life is fantastical. Anything yeah. could be real. That's true. That is true. But he tricks him. And he basically bites his arm off. That was horrifying. Horrifying. Great scene. And then just, you know, sucks him into the sewer and basically, I mean, kills him. Yeah. I just, like I said, I want to know. I wish I wish I could have found that information because I was curious. How did they have that kid do that? Mm-hmm. Unless when with the shot of the kid without the arm, it's somebody else. It could have been. could have been a camera trick. Because I think it's a from behind shot. And, and you, from above. Right. And you see him in that little yellow jacket with yeah. his galoshes and all that. Mm-hmm. So it may not have been him. Yeah. Now, before we go on, there is a particular part in this movie that you know I often repeat. Oh, yeah. And the reason I repeat it is because of the way he is, he's romancing him. him. Mm-hmm. Pennywise is romancing he him. Is. Yeah. He's talking about, the cir- I think it's the circus, circus or the fair, and they have this and they have that. And they also have what? And he's like, Georgie's looking at him and he's like, popcorn? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, pop. you love that pop, pop, pop. It, it's, it's not, <clears throat> the reason I love it is because it is so innocent, yet at the same time, it is so evil. Yeah. His face at that point after he finishes that, yeah. that's when his face turns evil. Yes. It gradually goes from there. There's that weird smile that he has. Mm-hmm. And kudos to Bill Skarsgård on this. Yep. Because his lips deliver it. Yeah. The way he says it. And then all of a sudden, you the, the scene actually becomes even darker. Like the vignette that's around him yep. gets closer. And all you see is that white face and those red lips. Yeah. And his eye color changes. Yes, it does. Yeah. So that scene has always stayed in my mind mm-hmm. because of that and that whole pop, 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 because that's when you see him become it. Yes. You really I mean, get he it. is it. It's just yeah. this is it. it. <laughs> it's when, such a great intro to yeah. him. And those teeth and, Ugh. oh, it's yeah. just. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> so then we fast forward to the loss of Georgie. Bill is, you can tell they were best friends. He's very sad. The family, the parents. The parents are destroyed. Are destroyed. And they don't, I I feel like they don't pay attention to Bill now. Right. Either. Which. Because Bill is not letting go of the fact that his brother is dead. He doesn't want to believe that his brother is dead. Yeah. Because he, he's still trying to find him. I think Bill, well not think, Bill thinks he's still alive. Mm -hmm. And the parents know he's not. And they get upset, clearly, when he's still trying to figure out where Georgie might be, that he's still hanging out in the sewer somewhere. Yeah, because he brings, I think he brings his dad like this map or something. I don't remember. the the dad catches him with the map and and the And building some kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, you need to let this go. He's gone. Yeah. But it shows how much he loved his brother because he really, really loved his little brother. Yeah. Do you think it's also guilt? Because I think that was, I mean, granted, I know the book is different, but I always got the sense that he also felt guilty. Because he wasn't able to go with him. Because he wasn't able to go with him. And he could have protected him. Like, he was old enough. Right. How old is he? 13, 12? 12-ish, yeah. He's old enough to know, hey, people don't hang out in In the the sewer. sewer. Right. And it's like, get the fuck away from this guy and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we have that grief Mm -hmm. yet again. Yet again. (laughs) More grief. Yes. We are... 
sent straight to the to the high school or I'm sorry probably middle school because if they're 12 middle school it's the end of the year it's the last day of school and we meet our gang right right they're all coming out of classes together there are these you know it's a group of boys they're just talking shit to each other it's hilarious because Stanley's gonna have his bar mitzvah and they're asking him <laughs> you know the usual these questions you know boy <laughs> questions about what's gonna happen and it's just funny I immediately love their interaction yes yeah. And I'm a sucker for friendship movies because I like to see it portrayed realistically. And I think this one was kind of like Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. That group of friends is so realistic. And yeah. it's, it's like you're there with them. And I love it. I'm mm-hmm. here for it because I remember having a group like that in high school and thinking it was like the best thing in the world. And it's nice. And it's so short lived with you know, childhood. Yes, it is. And it's nice to see it mm-hmm. on camera. And they do something that you just like, yes, this is what everybody waited for. Yes. And yes. that was they literally open their backpacks and throw everything into the garbage out front of the school. Oh, what a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but all this excitement is tainted by a curfew. There's a curfew going on in the town. There's missing posters up. There's a mom waiting outside the school for her missing daughter, thinking that she's going to show up. So there's a lot going on in this town in the background. Mm-hmm. Something evil, and it's is not working. like in your in your face. It's it's dropped in yeah. here and there with the posters. You see them uh, again. You see the whole thing about the curfew. Yeah, it, I felt like it was underplayed. You think so? I, I do. Mm. I, I felt like that may have been one little thing that was missing from the movie as a whole. Yeah. Is that there are people, mi- not just children, but even adults missing in this town regularly. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this more than just a curfew at this point? True. I just found that strange mm. that that wasn't played up as much. Because if I recall, I believe in the book it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's. But again, there's so much detail that I guess it's hard this to, is true. to keep this it is up. This is true. We meet Ben, who seems to be the new kid mm-hmm. on the block. <laughs> wow. And he's, he is so adorable. He he's is. leaving school with like this big project, trying to get on a bike with his Walkman. And he's like fumbling all over himself. And Beverly, who we also meet, Beverly is having it rough. Apparently yes, let's these talk rumors, about what's going on with her. There's these rumors. This was also in the book that she's like a hoe. Okay. Which is like, what? What? I And I don't even remember how that started in the book either, but the girls are mean to her. They're picking on her. They literally throw in the movie a garbage thing full uh, from in the bathroom yeah. while she's in one of the stalls. <clears throat> and it's got liquid and... Toilet it, paper and it, paper... It, ta- who it knows? It was so nasty. It was, it was gross. I don't know how those girls did that either. That would have weighed a lot. I don't think they would have been able to really do that. I... Don't think so either, but... Anyway, but they're picking on her, so she's having it rough as well. And she runs into Ben, and he gets all, like, flustered because obviously they have a class together, Mm -hmm. and he likes her. Yeah, you you can tell. And he's the the chubby little... Of the friends, he's the chubby one. Each one of them has, like, a different something to them. Yes. So, but he's so cute. He is. He's so adorable. Yeah. The way he he's like looking at her, you could see like the 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 calf eyes falling in love like, with oh her. Oh my gosh, she's talking to me. She's actually talking to me, this gorgeous girl, you yeah. know? Yeah. So cute. So then I love that stuff. All that middle school, like fun, mm-hmm. innocence, whatever. And uh 
she's like trying to help him and she catches his uh walkman headphones mm-hmm. to listen to what he's listening to and she's like oh new kids on the block and he's like oh god i've been caught and you i'm know? such a weirdo you and- know or i'm a dork for liking them right and she signs his yearbook nobody had signed nobody it. nobody had signed it that was so sad oh, it was so cute <laughs> and then uh you know and whatever he has a great moment there because he got her attention mm-hmm. and then the poor thing is left like okay how do i get home now <laughs> struggling with this project and my bicycle but so we meet i think we've met everybody oh and we met mike mm-hmm. who is also an outcast he's having he i guess he works on a farm with he his works family with his grandfather that's right that's right uh he lost his parents in a fire yes that's right. And his grandfather now is in charge of raising him. Right. And they, it's it's a sheep farm, I think, yeah. or a goat. I'm not sure yeah. which one it was. Yeah. And he's given that gun that's basically like a big old bullet thing. Oh God, and it just goes right into their brain. And they're telling him, you've got to do it. Yeah. The grandfather is very tough with him. Yeah, he's old school. Yeah. He's an old school. Very old school. Grandpa. So we so, also meet him. Right. And we he meet does him. Uh, meat delivery. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. They're a meat right. factory. Oh, right. God. And it's he a farm. does meat delivery. Yeah. All right. So we meet our friends, like I said. Let's talk a oh, minute about our. Yes. Let's talk about our friends for a minute. Because each of them has a personality. Yes. You have Bill, who's the leader. I consider him the leader of the group. And he stutters. And he stutters. He each of them has something yes. unique to them. Yes, let's do this. He stutters. He's the friend. He's he's like the leader of the of the losers. Yeah. Then we have Richie, Oof. who has a toilet mouth on him. Yes. He says such like atrocities, atrocities for a child that young, but they are said so funny. Yeah. He did a great job with this. That kid did an amazing job. Yeah, this kid's from Stranger Things. There you go. Mm-hmm. I-, I was like, is he, he is from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we have Eddie, who is yeah. a germaphobe because of his mom. Yes. He's like, everything is a germ. Everything yeah. is a risk. Takes all these meds. Yes. Everything is a risk. He has his asthma medication. Inhaler, yep. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Then we have Stan. Who is um he's a, he he seems a little awkward. He's timid, I think. He's very timid. Shy. I think there's some confidence issues there. Yes. Um it, they immediately say that he's gonna have, I think it's the, the bar mitzvah. The bar, bar mitzvah. He's the Jewish boy in the group. Yeah. In this little town of Derry. And right. then we have Beverly. Yes. Who the is girl. The, the girl, girl who has a reputation without really having done anything. Exactly. And then we have Ben. And we have Ben. Who's the new kid, chubby new kid, mm-hmm. trying to just fit in. Right. And I, then we have the bullies. Of course. Of course. The leader of the bullies is Henry Bowers. Mm-hmm. He was so awful in the book. Yes. They didn't he, give him enough time in the movie because of time. It's too much. It's a lot. Yeah. But he is the most despicable of the three bullies. He is the worst one yeah but we also find out a little bit of backstory with all these kids yeah his dad is extremely abusive towards him yeah and he's a cop yes and you can tell that he's terrified of his own father yeah which then he projects onto everyone else just like beverly Mm -hmm. her mother is not present she lived with her dad and you immediately find out that this man is abusing his daughter yeah sexually abusing her i think is that what do you think that's what's going on? Yes. 
I knew. Absolutely. Mm. I think in the book it was it wasn't just implied, it was down right there. Mm. I don't remember to be honest. And maybe it was implied, but this isn't about being overprotective. His it, it, it was slimy. There was this nastiness. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Do you Mm-mm. have a favorite kid? Oh man. You know what? I Ask me who my least favorite is, I guess. Who's your least favorite? Stan. I knew you were going to say that. He just didn't really, of the of the characters, of the friend, he was the one who was least dynamic. Okay. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. He was probably my least favorite. I, I love Bill because he is, he is so determined to find his little brother and that love that he has for his brother. Yeah is adorable. Mm-hmm. And him, he's immediately falling in love with Beverly. Of course. Of course. There's something about him. But then you have Richie with these things that he said. And always in the most inappropriate of moments. Yep. That's that him. I love that. And then there's Eddie with his craziness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me. And Ben because. It's Come ben. on. He's so cute. He's adorable. He is. He is. My favorite, I, I had. To, I thought about this, and I was between three of them as well, but I think ultimately Eddie is my favorite because <laughs> he's so neurotic. Yes, he is. And just so fun. What if it's, you don't know what's in there? That's toilet water. What if, have you heard of a staph infection? And just, it's his way he, of talking. It's so sped up. It is. And when he talks about gray water. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's gray water. Do you know what's in gray water? Right. And then he just goes on and on. Yeah. And I think they chose the right kid because of the tone of his voice, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're still in that age where their voices haven't changed, right? As boys. Mm -hmm. And it's the high pitched of it, the speed of it, the the way his body language expresses. The neurotic of it. The neurosis of his (laughs) obsession and Mm -hmm. all built around his mom. It's funny they all have parental issues now that I think about it. Well, we don't know much about Ben, actually. We never see his We never parents. see his parents, but Bill has the estranged parents. Right. Right? Uh, ben, we don't know. Beverly has the dad issue. Mm-hmm. Richie, we actually don't know much about either. Right. Stanley has the overbearing rabbi dad. Right. Right? Who's Mike, always beating down on him for not knowing the Torah, and he's like, you're not ready for this. And, and you're the rabbi's son. Right. Mike, we... His parents died. Right. Eddie, we have the crazy mom. Mm-hmm. Henry Bowers, the dad, mm-hmm. and apparently no mom around. Right. So all of these people have parental issues. So I wonder if that's what's causing Pennywise to target. No, because Georgie was fine. Never mind. That's Georgie true. had a stable. Georgie was before all that. Chance. Yeah. It just is coincidental yeah. that all that. It's just chance. Or right. is it? I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the thing. But. In for the context of this movie, these a lot of these characters have a parental situation mm-hmm. yeah. going on. Anyway, it's summertime, so they're all, you know, of course, doing the summer thing, hanging yeah. out. They ride their bikes everywhere and leave them all over the street, which I don't understand, but you know, we kept saying that. Like they kept they left their bikes in the middle of the street all over this movie. <laughs> now, this happened in the book as well, and sorry I keep referencing the book, but they go hand in hand. They do. Every character, every every one of the kids, the main kids, because we don't see it with the bullies, they have their own experience with Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Individually. Individually. And it is what the plot said. It's a shape-shifting creature, right, that is your greatest fear. 
So we meet everybody's greatest fear. Right. The Ben one, I think, is one of my favorites in the library because it's eerie when that old lady is just staring at him in the background mm-hmm. and time stopped mm-hmm. and you knew Pennywise was around because the balloon Oof, I'm floats getting goosebumps. by. Yeah. Right. And he gets chased in the library by this headless, like, mummy right. thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember, not now because I already know what's going to happen, but that scene was really impactful when I first saw it. I think of that whole scene, and I'm sure you're going to agree, is that lady in the background. Yes. She's blurred out. Yeah. But you know she is dead on staring at him, and she gets closer and closer. which I never realized. And he's what he's doing is, because he's new, he really has no friends yet. He goes to the library and researches... The town. The town. Mm-hmm. But in his research, he starts finding out a lot of weird stuff about Derry. Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of the old photos, you see Pennywise. Yes. Yes. And now that I think about it, I think the headless thing was in one of the pictures because one of the pictures they zoom in on is a head hanging out in a tree. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it manifested. Into that. Into that in yeah. the library. And that scene was very good because it was very dark and it was very loud. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's Pennywise. Shows up. Shows up. It's like, oh my God. Then we have Stanley who's afraid of this weird ass picture mm-hmm. in his dad's office. It's some weird It almost looks lady. like that, the scream Kind of. No, I don't mean the Scream character. I I mean the painting. The painting, yeah. Because her face is distorted. It's like, almost like a Salvador Dali type thing where the face is very distorted. Uh, It's sideways up. I don't know how to explain that. I don't either. And he's afraid of it. It kind of reminded me actually when I was a kid um, and we moved here to Miami, I was staying at my dad's family's house and Mm -hmm. my aunt had a picture of herself. Okay. That was painted. Okay. And it was in the hall of that house. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was something always eerie about it that used to freak me out, even mm. though I knew it was her. So I understand his fear of that painting. Yeah. Because it would scare the hell out of me when I would see that painting and I had to go to the bathroom. Mm. I had to pass it when going to the bathroom at night. You felt watched. And yes, I felt watched. There was something about the way it was colored that even if it was dark, Mm -hmm. the lightness of her skin would show Mm. more. Okay. And then everything else was very dark. So it looked a little macabre in the the night. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So it it reminded me. I will say, I will give him that. I can see how a picture can do that to a kid. Oh, absolutely. It's just, and then you just can't help it. You keep staring at it, even though you don't want to. Yeah. And that picture comes to life for Stanley, Mm -hmm. and it has the Pennywise teeth at some point. Yes. So that one's creepy. Mike has the moment where he's delivering meat Mm -hmm. and is in an alley. This scene was cool because the... So his thing is that he can't kill the sheep. Right. He's having a hard time killing the sheep. So when he's going to go deliver this meat, he goes through the back, obviously, of this butcher shop, and the shop door the back door opens and it's just like a slaughter mm-hmm. house yeah with that 
what is that like frosted plastic yeah. hanging mm-hmm. and you just see pennywise hanging yeah. and his eyes glowing yeah and it was creepy so cool yeah and he plays on his mind because before that happened that door you see hands coming yes, out of it that's right that's because right. there was a fire and they're calling his name help me you know that all that Maybe stuff his parents his pa- no it is yeah per se his, his parents, parents in that burning building yeah it, it it plays with their mind Absolutely. and their fears and that's one of his fears yes that whole thing of not having been able to help Yes. His parent. Because at one point he does talk about that. Yeah, he does. And that's when you see the bullies bullying him. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And with the bullies, with with Mike, it's a race thing. Yes, it is. They, they said, get out of my town. Yeah. So you know that's where he, that situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Pennywise is hanging, like in the slaughterhouse scene for him, you hear the goat, not the goats, but the, the sheep. Bleed, mm-hmm. bleeding, bleeping, yeah. bleeping. Mm-hmm. So you can, it's playing on that fear of not being able to do that plus the fire. Mm-hmm. So very great. That's a great scene. Yeah, I well. felt my heart went out to him because to, to have to Mike. Yeah, okay. Because he was with his parents. He heard them, saw them, yeah, what's gotta be die, terrible. and now he's with this very rigid grandfather. Yeah who realizes that there's probably prejudice in this small town and yeah. they have to stay on the straight and narrow, you know? Right. I, I think he even says that to him at one point. You can't be doing that. Well, he he basically, I mean, he's being tough on purpose, right? Because his grandfather is old and he probably lived through all this. And yeah. he's like, if you don't, basically, if you don't do this, no one's going to do this for you kind right. of thing. Like you have to mm-hmm. stand on your own feet right. is what the grandfather is yeah, trying to exactly. teach. Exactly. You said it better than I did. Just roughly. Yeah. Because- Unfortunately, sometimes in life, <laughs> you got to be a little tough. But I feel for him too. Mike was one of those that I wish he had more time, mm-hmm. camera time. Yeah. I felt like he was the, I think in the book too, though, he wasn't in it. I felt like he wasn't in it as much, but I wanted to know more about him. I felt like he was the most gentle yes. of the group. He was stoic, yeah. gentle, soft-spoken. Yeah. Then we get Eddie's Pennywise moment, which of course <laughs> is a leper. Of course. All diseased and oozing and gooey. And he, you know, when the, so there's this house, right? This famous house in this town, the Kneebolt house, mm-hmm. that's abandoned. It's creepy looking. It's one of those where it's like, you shouldn't go in there, but you're going to go what? in there. It kind of looked like the haunted mansion on the outside. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I'll take it. Uh, but this is like, you know, that mm-hmm. house of the town. But Eddie was walking by this. And that's where he finds this leper. leper. And he drops one of his pills and the leper like picks it up with his nasty hand. And he's like, here you go, Eddie. <laughs> and, you know, he gets chased by him. But Eddie gets to see Pennywise. Right. Like the clown version. And I always like that scene because it's it's cool how they had the inverted triangle balloons mm-hmm. that he's holding. That's Because it's a him. bunch of balloons. Yeah. And it's initially covering Pennywise and then he lifts the balloons and then you see him. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, there he is. Full full on during the day. Yep. But that scene became darker mm-hmm. when it focuses on Pennywise. Yep. I love their use of vignetting, vignetting. Yeah. in the movie. It's so subtle mm-hmm. and so effective. It is. It's very good. Mm-hmm. That's his. Beverly's is one of my favorite. It was in the book as well because we learned something from Beverly's Pennywise encounter. And that's that. 
So, and I think it's symbolism too. She's she got her period. Mm-hmm. She has no mother to help her. She had to go buy, right. you know, the supplies on her own. The dad appro- finds out, and he's all like, "Are you still my little girl, Beverly? Fucking weirdo, nasty." Man. Yeah, that was that was disgusting. It, it, it makes your skin crawl. The guy did a good job, though. He did. He did. It was so gross. Like, it ooh. was. She goes to the bathroom, and she's. I think she was. I don't know. She was just hiding in there, I think, from after talking mm-hmm. to her dad. And all of a sudden, she hears something from the sink. Mm-hmm. And then these wet hairs, like, grab her, which I know made you cringe Oh, even thinking about it makes me cringe. <laughs> For those that don't, I am really, it's not even grossed out. It just creeps me out yeah. to see, like, a bunch of wet hair. I know. <laughs> I hate it. It yeah. it. And and oh my god, when that thing came out of this, oh, and grabbed her like face oh and stuff. <laughs> no 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 no. Mm. And then I just love the shot. It was just beautifully shot because when I envisioned it in the book, it pretty much paralleled what the what you had in your mind, mm-hmm. and it was just all this blood coming out from the sewer and covering the entire bathroom. Yes, but mm-hmm. but yep, her dad comes into the bathroom. She's screaming. She's screaming her head off. I mean, hell, I would. Mm. Her dad comes into the bathroom and he's talking to her like, what's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. And she's looking at him like. What don't you, you don't see it. Right. He didn't see the blood. He did not see it. Right. And that was freaky. Yes. And when the other kids come to her house later, Mm -hmm. they can see it. Yes. So that's the other part of this is that it is targeting children and Mm -hmm. the parents can't even see it. Right. Which, how hopeless is that, right? If you are close to your parents and this is happening to you, how do you say that and then you don't see it? So then you look crazy. Right. You look like, oh, okay, you're just a kid with an overactive imagination. Unless you you happen to be doing a podcast with your parent and they'll believe you. I hope you would. (laughs) Oh, I would. You better. If you told me that there's something there that I can't see and I know you're, you're not just, you know fucking around with me um i would believe you why wouldn't i all right holding you to that it's on air on air evidence there you go there you go it's a witness (laughs) but i i loved it i thought it was so well filmed and just that little twist there that he can't see it just it added this element of fear of like you guys are alone in this yeah it it is basically you're right you hit it on the nose was that um yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. You, you're on your own. You can't. Adults are not going to be able to help you with this situation. <sighs> Scary. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> then Bill gets his own, which I thought was really scary and sad for him, which is that it's it's a one of those nights he's he has a leak that wakes him up. He ends up going to the basement because he, he thinks he hears Georgie. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to the basement, Georgie is standing eerily in a corner. Yeah. He looks grimy. He looks really weird. Yeah. And he gets weirder looking. Which again, I don't know if that kid in that scene was CGI'd or if it was the kid, but if they put makeup on that kid, how? Because- They probably, maybe they didn't let him see himself. I guess because, I mean, that's a little kid to be putting that on and then seeing it. Mm-hmm. So I can't really tell if it was CGI or not. It'd be interesting to go back and really look again because it's it's well done. So yes. you can't really tell. But he starts with the, you'll float too. Because mm-hmm. that's the big thing here 
in it, right? That you'll float. We all we float. We all float. This floating theme <laughs> in the sewer. And as he's saying this, Pennywise starts. That is up. so creepy the way he because the water there's the, water the, there's in the water basement. in the basement. Like yeah. I would say, if you're standing in the basement, it would be maybe knee high. Was it that deep? You think? I think so. Okay. And all of a sudden, you just see him rising from this water, which in the darkness looks black. Yes, pitch black. And he's just rising that white, white face. Yeah. Just rising out of it, and there's hair like dripping down the side of his face. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. so, and then Georgie is manifesting into this weird thing. Like, he looks like he's waterlogged, right? Like right. If he's been and his in voice water. starts. You'll flow too, and they just keep repeating it over and over and over. Yep, kind of like red rum. Kind of like red rum, <laughs> and then uh, Pennywise just rises up from you know, the water and like comes at Bill, Bill is able to get out. Yeah. So those are our stories, I believe. I think that sums up everybody's yeah. encounter with mm-hmm. Pennywise because Richie gets it later. Yeah. He's the only one that doesn't see it yet. He doesn't seem to. I think he's the non-believer. He seems like the non-believer at first. Yes. yes. But all right. So those are our Pennywise stories. I got to go back to talking about the kids as mm-hmm. a group. Yeah. I loved when they're at the Barrens, mm-hmm. right? And they're enjoying their summer. They're like, they're com- they're competing on how far they can spit. And then they get into an argument that it's about the size of it. No, it's distance. And mm-hmm. it's just so funny that it this is. is your concern. And it just transports you back to being a kid where you were like, I wish that was all I was concerned about. Right. Versus exactly. work or even if you're, you know, older, you know, high school and is just so innocent that that's what they're arguing about. Mm-hmm. And then they're debating on jumping um, yes. down into the water, but they're all in their like tidy, tidy whities, yeah. you know what that's called? Uh-huh. And they're just like sitting there debating and here comes Beverly like, I'll go. Yeah, and she just rips off her dress and jumps, and right, jumps in right in to the water. And they're like, oh shit, we just got bested by a girl. Yep, and then they start jumping. And one of my favorite scenes, it's so simple because it, it goes back to that. The, you know, they all play in the water. So fun, mm-hmm. right? It's filmed so well. And I remember having a pool party and doing similar things like right. that. Super fun. And then they're all just laying around drying up. Mm-hmm. And they show her like sunbathing and all the boys are just staring at She's her. She's in her bra and her underwear. Right. right. Yeah, none of these people wore bathing suits, which is odd. Right. But I love how they're just all staring at her. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, it's, it's a, a girl, girl. <laughs> in her underwear. Right. And they're all staring at her, and she's got sunglasses on. Yeah. And does she does, yeah, right? She does. Yeah, she's not looking at them initially. Right. She's just like there sunbathing, and all of a sudden she turns to look at them, and they're all like, oh. Just kidding. No, we're just, no, we're no. Looking. I'm looking at that tree up there. Right. It was adorable. There's an innocence that's yeah. so cute about that. Yeah, because it wasn't thing. nasty. No, it was not. Not at all. It was just that. Innocent. I also love the part where they save Mike. Yes. Because the bullies are after him. Mm-hmm. Full on. Yep. And the Barrens is kind of like this place that has cliffs and then ends in a creek. Yeah. And they chase him into the creek. Yes. And the the Losers Club, this is right when Mike then joins them. Yeah. 
they see this mm-hmm. and they're th- I think the the bullies were throwing stuff at Mike, right? Well, no, they start a rock war. Right. But the thing is they throw one and the first one that throws one back is Beverly. Yeah. She grabs the biggest rock and hits one of them in the head. I know. Very effective. And all of a sudden it turns all into an all out war. Yeah. Well, and the Richie losers, says it. Yeah. Rock war. Yeah. And so they funny. just pulverize them yep. and the bullies run. Mm-hmm. Henry Bowers, this is where I think there's that moment that it takes over on him. Mm. In the sense that there's this rage that's in him because he kind of cowers. Yeah. He does cower like he does when his dad yeah. disciplines him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's that one little slip, that one little moment where it takes yeah. over. Mm. Could be. But I love the way they came to Mike's rescue. Yes, yes, I did. I did too. And then he just automatically—he's one of them. them. He's the losers' club. Yeah, and we forgot to mention Ben. Also, same thing. He was getting bullied Mm -hmm. by them. I mean, they cut him. Yeah, they they, cut his stomach. Cut his stomach with a knife. That was horrific. That was terrible. And he was able to outrun them and run into the losers' losers club, so Mm -hmm. that he was also able to join them. Yeah, which is so nice. It was. So there is this scene, and I'm going to say it right now. This mm-hmm. before we even get there. This is my one of my favorite scenes in this movie, where they're all in Bill's garage, mm. and they're planning. They're looking at the city's map and the sewer system and all this stuff. Because they all admitted to seeing Pennywise. Finally, Some, they admit. Right. Ex- the only one who's left is Richie. Is Richie? Yes. Just to back paddle a little bit, what they have found out is that this thing, it, mm-hmm. awakens every 27 years to feed on the kids of dairy. Yes. And then it goes back like into hibernation. And that the way it moves around town is through the sewer system. And it ends up, it all seems to point to this well that's hidden somewhere mm-hmm. on that abandoned house in, what is it called? Nebel Street. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is what they're planning is how this all works in his garage. Yes. And then all hell breaks loose. The the they're using a slide machine. I used to have one of those. Yeah. And yeah, you cool. you click it and you it projects on the wall. Yeah. And all of a sudden the machine itself it's it's stealth itself takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And this is where what do we see? Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. They get to all see him front and center. All at once. Yes. That scene is very impactful. Extremely. Yeah. The way he comes out of the movie. Yeah. Almost like that bitch in the ring. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. little. (laughs) Yet again, another well. Yeah. Wells are not a good place. Apparently not. And Annabelle creation either. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all about those wells. I know. Stay away from wells, rocking chairs, basements, attics. Mm Mm-hmm. Abandoned houses. Yeah. Yes. He is quite scary in this. They all freak out. Even Richie, mm-hmm. Mr. Talk, talk shit uh-huh. all day, potty mouth, all get scared. Yeah. But they do determine that this well is, is in Kneebolt, right? the Kneebolt house. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> It doesn't go well. Finally, at this, when they finally go to the Kneebolt house, 
is when Richie finally gets his Pennywise right. confrontation. Mm-hmm. And his fear is exactly that, clowns. And he ends up in this room full of clown dolls Things, yes. and statues. So freaky. It, it was. And it goes back to that. Like, who thought that clowns are cool? Like, they're all so creepy. Although horror movies have made them significantly worse. I have to tell you, coincidentally, yesterday in the afternoon... It, it was a mindless afternoon for yes. that time that you have between the afternoon and dinner, dinner. on the weekend. Yeah. And we just, your dad and I had the TV on and Modern Family was on. And the one episode, I don't know if you ever saw this one, mm-hmm. where Cam is Bizzo or Buzzo or whatever his uh, uh, alter, uh, whatever person that he loves to dress as a clown. Oh, okay. And in the show is revealed that Phil has an incredible, terrifying fear of clowns. And I just thought that was hilarious. Oh my God. It would be Phil too. It would. And he just like literally shrinks and runs away. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my God. They're in the house. Not everybody. Not everybody. Yep. They split up. Big mistake. (laughs) Big mistake. Big mistake. This is where um, Eddie... Then he gets trapped in another room Mm -hmm. and he falls through and he breaks his arm. The one kid that has to break his arm breaks his arm and it's Eddie. Of course. Richie is having his scene with the clowns and Pennywise. And then Bill is being taunted by Pennywise about Georgie. Yeah. All these things are happening simultaneously as they're all split up. Yes. And there's this one scene that I thought it was really cool because Beverly yet again saves the day, so to speak. Yeah. Because Pennywise is He's going after Eddie, man. Yeah. He's terrorizing this poor kid. Yeah, like big time. Yeah. And she comes and literally impales him through the head. Mm-hmm. But he and he retreats. He doesn't die. Yeah. He retreats. Into the well. Now at this point, Eddie's arm is broken. And this literally separates the group. Yeah. Because everybody's like, okay, this is enough. We could have died. Yes. And Eddie's mom is really pissed. And she's like, you all stay away from my kid. And you see them going off into different things. Mike finally is able to, unfortunately, kill a a sheep without even thinking about it. Right. You see them all doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Ben, I think, is back in the library. Yeah. And it's just, they're all lonely. Yeah. They're back to being... Alone. Yeah. Which is so sad. Several weeks apparently go by and Beverly's dad Mm -hmm. comes at her. Yeah. And it's nasty. Mm -hmm. The things he says. He says, I hear about what you do and stuff like that. Yeah. And she confronts him and incapacitates him. I think she kills him. I think so too. I I believe she kills him. I think she does. Yeah. But I'm not sure. At this point, Pennywise kidnaps her. Mm -hmm. So now- the Losers Club the losers comes back together. Back together. To save her. Her. It's all about Beverly. <laughs> I will say, throughout the movie, if there's a TV on in the background, there's this weird yes. kid show that's on. But if you really listen, the host is talking about the sewer. Pennywise. And floating. Mm-hmm. And it's in the background at Beverly's apartment. It's at Eddie's house, I believe. Like, it's on. Right, the it's movie. always it's very on, eerie. and if you're not paying attention, you're not going to notice it. Right, 
So if you watch it again, or if you're going to watch it for the first time, pay attention. Yes. And definitely put the subtitles on because then you'll really see what they say. Yes, because if you don't, then you can really miss it. But they're literally talking about floating and basically like coming down to the sewer. It's fun. (laughs) They reassemble. Oh, and Henry Bowers kills his dad. Yes. With a knife. That was, I'll never forget that death. He basically, it's a switchblade that Mm -hmm. he has. He basically opens the switchblade against his neck. Right, because his dad's asleep. Yes. He presses the switchblade without the blade out. Right. The throat of it against his dad's neck, his dad's neck, and then releases it. I wonder if that is even possible. I have no idea, but very creative. Very creative, and and uh, he kills his dad. Bad. And yeah, it was Pennywise, too, because apparently he had lost this switchblade, but... Pennywise found it for him. He found it and left it in his mailbox with a red balloon. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, that happened. The losers now regroup and head back to Kneebolt to go save Beverly. Henry Bowers shows up here too to try to stop them, which I think is Pennywise. Oh, yeah. By now it's Pennywise everywhere. Yeah, but he's not very successful. No. They all end up in the sewer underground to fight this thing. Right. They find Beverly. Yes. Like floating catatonic. Mm-hmm. And what you see when you first see it mm-hmm. is this mountain of stuff. Yes. Circus things, things that belong to, to children. Yes. To children. You see the children from the past floating. They're suspended in air. Yes. Just there. And yeah. Beverly is one of them because... She gets there first mm-hmm. because obviously she was kidnapped by him yeah. and he literally puts her into that state, whatever it is that he does to them. Yeah. it's It has to do with the lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that in the book too, just staring into those lights. It kind of like, what's the word? Not hypnotize. Yeah, kind of hypnotizes. Right. And she's people. just suspended in midair. Looks cool. It does. Looks I cool. think even Richie makes a comment about that. Of even does. then, I think he made some kind of comment about like, how is that, you know, one yeah. of his little... Comment thing. Always, always. Always a good comic relief there. He is. He is. So this part I thought was cute. They all find her. They bring her down. And they're like, how do we get her out of this? Mm. And Ben kisses her. So cute. His dream come true. His dream come true. Yes. He got to have a little moment there. <laughs> and she snaps out of it. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. It was cute. Pennywise is trying to egg on Bill. Yeah. Seems like he really wants Bill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Bill has the strongest grief, fear from all of them because of Georgie. Yeah. Pennywise is able to live because he lives based on the fear. Yes. If we haven't said that, I don't think we made that really clear. It feeds on fear. It feeds on fear. Mm -hmm. The more fear there is, the stronger he becomes and the more he grows and feeds on it. Yeah. He's egging Bill on. And he puts in Georgie in mm-hmm. his place. Right. And it's at this point that I think he realizes Georgie's gone, right? Well, he realizes that it's not really Georgie. It's just disguised. It's just, yeah, exactly. And Pennywise says, if you let me basically eat you, right, right we can spare everybody else. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think he ultimately wants Bill a lot. Yeah. Because I think Bill is strong in fear yeah. for Pennywise. It's like that's his end goal. His end game is to get Bill. Right. <laughs> he used uh, Beverly as bait to right. bring them down there. 
Right. But the losers are not going to put up with that shit. Nope. They overcome their fears. They realize that that's fear. what it is. It's right. fear. And they tell him, we're not scared of you. And then Pennywise kind of starts like He starts to out. shrink. Yeah. Like his, his scariness starts to shrink into itself. Yes. And you see him backing away from them. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're not afraid of you. You're going to starve now. You're not going to have anything. You are going to starve because there is no fear here. Yeah. And he starts backing up and you see him disappearing into the well itself. Yes. Which that was really creepy because he was walking backwards into it and he slides. Like a spider. Yeah, like the spider. Right. And and then he's gone. Yeah. And that's it. And And that's it. They defeated him for now. For now. Now, this part was kind of poignant. Because Bill sees Georgie's raincoat, Mm -hmm. his little yellow raincoat. Yeah. And I think this is the the nail on the coffin for him where it's like Georgie is gone. Yeah. He has accepted. I think he now realizes there is no more Georgie. Like this is it. He really is gone. Now, what I don't know is those kids that were floating above, Mm -hmm. what happens to them? Do they stay there? Well, I think they fall down and they just... Disappear? When he... Rot? I guess. When he goes into hibernation? Because those are kids that he's gotten in this era. In this round? In this okay. round. So I would think That's a they lot would, of kids. That was a lot of kids, yeah. He's quite greedy. Wow. Why I always he... thought it was a bunch of them, like from different eras. Oh, I took it as current. Oh, interesting. Okay. So maybe it's up to you? Maybe. Maybe. I. That's how I see it. Okay. So Pennywise is gone for another 27 years. It's the end of summer. I think, yeah, I think she does. Beverly does kill her dad because she's going away. She's going away. To go yeah. live with her aunt in Portland. Yeah. She tells the group that while she was in that catatonic state, she sees them fighting again mm. as adults. And they make a blood pack. Yeah. That if that should come back, if it should come back, they will come back. Yes. As adults. And they start forgetting. So that was one of the things that mm-hmm. you start forgetting. And even when they're talking, they're like, oh, I can't remember right. everything 100% already. Mm-hmm. But they do make this blood pact and they literally all go their separate ways, which was yeah. really sad to see because besides Beverly leaving, why are why did it seem like everybody's friendship ended? They're still staying in the same town. Right. It felt very final. Right. Like everyone went off in their own direction right that reminds me doesn't that happen also in the book where they all go separate ways and they see each other because it opens up with them as adults at some point it does the the book starts with stanley as Uh an adult as an adult yeah but i i could have sworn that in the book it's like they there's a part where they grow up and they're teenagers but everybody's gone their own way as teenagers and that summer was it. What That was the peak of their friendship. I guess. I mean, I can't remember 100%, but at least in the movie, it seemed like they were not going to be hanging out. Right. Because little by little, odd. each of them walks away. Yes. Because they're at the Barrens again. Mm-hmm. And they each of them, one of them walks away, then it's this one, then it's this one, then it's Ben. And then it's only Bill and Beverly left. Yeah. And she's leaving the next day. And then Bill kind of declares himself. To her and kisses her. Yeah. Very cute. May as well. She's leaving. I think that's what he thought. He's like, you know what? She's leaving. This is my only chance. I'm going to go up and kiss her. And he does. (laughs) And he does. And I think that's 
And that's the end of this chapter. This is the end of chapter one. And it's funny, when I watched the movie Mm -hmm. in the theater and I noticed it felt like it was ending and I'm like, oh, what? Well, throughout the whole movie, I kept thinking, when are the, when are the adults going to come Right. The first watch when I saw it, I was like, well, where, where do the adults come in? And that's when you realize that this is going to go into another, into not a sequel, but a continuation. Because at least... I, maybe I didn't catch it at the time, but I had no idea this was chapter one. It was just released as it. Right. So I didn't realize it was going to be a two-parter. Maybe even the makers didn't know. The producers, directors didn't no, know. No, they knew. But I don't I don't think they wanted to release it as... Really? Until you You don't saw think it. they did that to see how well the movie did before they invested money in part... You can't. You can't just make the kid version the kid side and not the adult side. You had to have planned this out. Hmm. Because it's a huge portion of the story that's missing. I know, but hey, they have creative license to do. I guess, but I don't think so. I think it was all planned, but. And I got to say, I have not seen chapter two and I want to see it. I probably should have invested my time in watching it last night. I'm sorry. I figured you needed to see Terrifier 2. No, no, no. I needed to see it. Just to see it. To see it because I've heard you talking about it when you've been on um, in the news with um, with Josh. And I'm like, I got to see this. Yeah. I am. I'm going to tell you, this is aside from this movie, from it. I was surprised that you watched this. Listen. So am I. Because you're not into that. No. So I guess your your thing of, of gore is kind of gone by the wayside. Well, but that's why I keep referring to that movie in particular when I bring it up on in the news or anything. Because if I survived Terrifier 2, I can do anything at this point. Because I actually it was, thought that Terrifier 1 was well, better in the gore sense because it, ma- here, it made sense. Yes. In this, it was just being gory for the sake of grossing you out and yeah. nothing more and the plot line was horrendous <laughs> maybe we should uh, and i'm not even going to go into the acting in this one uh, anyway anyway back to it yes so when the movie ended i was like wait but then when it said chapter one i was like oh i see what you did now mm. there's going to be a sequel so it made sense because the whole movie i was like well what i love this but where's the adult side right I did watch part two. It is also very long. I didn't love it as much as this one. Okay. But it deserves a rewatch because I've only seen it one time. All right. Well, so I'm hopefully game. we can do it. Maybe we can. Do it. No, actually, not maybe. We, we need will. to. Hmm. Let's head into our categories. Indeed. Sound and movie. The music in this movie is very good. Yes, it is. There's moments when Pennywise is... When he shows up, I don't know how to describe the the soundtrack of what's going on, but it's very like loud, yes, and heavy. If there's a good way to describe it, I don't know. It's a different sound. Yeah, that's actually that's a, that's a good phrase for it. It feels yeah. heavy, very weighted. Yeah. So yes, he has like his own. It's not a theme either. I should have looked it up before. I'm sorry, I did not. Usually, I do. Yeah. But the last couple of days have just been insane for yes, me. They but, flew by. Yes. They flew by. But I thought the music was really well done and what they chose for Pennywise's appearances was perfect for him. And you knew it was because he was in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I got to stress, they were loud. 
They were loud. We had to lower it when Pennywise would come into the scene because it was almost, it it was almost hurting your ears, especially that scene in the garage. Yes. That one was very loud. Very loud. All right. Best scene. Well, I already gave it away, so I'll just start it off. That part where they're in the garage watching the slides or looking at the slides. Yeah. The way he pops out of the screen, mm-hmm. all of it, like the fear in their faces yeah. was palpable. Yes, it was. I, it was I love also that just scene. very well done. It is very well done. It's unexpected. And the way he moves, mm-hmm. it's like he's a spider. spider. Yeah. Which is what it is in the book. It is. At the end, it is a spider. Right. And it's the way he moves and he's so, his face, his head is so big. I know. When he pops out, he's very, very big. It's like, oh my God. Ah. (laughs) That is my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Okay. And, And the one was the sewer, but just that one part was the pop, pop, pop. Okay. Because of that, yes. Eerie. Mm -hmm. What about you? For me, I have two scenes that I love. One, one's scary, one's not. So that's how I'll justify it. Plus it's our show. Yeah, exactly. It is the Beverly scene with the blood in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Because of the two things I mentioned, I thought it was beautifully filmed. It really brought to life real, you know, like real how I thought about it Mm -hmm. in the book. So it was very cool to see it in action. And then that extra layer of fear where the adults don't see it. So Mm -hmm. you're on your own. Right. You're literally on your own to figure this out. You cannot ask for help because you look crazy. Right. Because <laughs> nobody else can see it except right, kids. Right. But my other favorite scene has to be the Baron scene mm-hmm. when they're all hanging out together. Having fun. Having fun. Because yeah. I think that is the definition of youth, your summer, friendship, mm-hmm. and it's just fun and innocent before their lives are going to change. Drastically. Drastically. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. Literally forever. <laughs> and it's just... I feel so repetitive, but that the casting on these kids was so amazing that they felt like they were real friends in real life. And they said in that interview that even after filming, they would go hang out together oh, that's cute. after, have sleepovers with the bullies too, all of them. Well, yeah, they I mean, the bullies are bullies in the movie. They're not in real right. life. And they were saying how when uh, Mike's scene, particular, when he was getting bullied by mm-hmm. Henry Bowers, mm-hmm. that after that scene was done, the actor was like, hey, are you okay? Like, they would check up on mm-hmm. each other. Because that's got to be hard. If you get along, how do you then Act like shift? you can't, like you're horrible. You're right. this horrendous person. And I agree. And that's what's fun about acting and movies is how you can just switch like that and make it so real. But yes, the the kids, and that's, besides it being such a wonderful horror movie, it's also just a great friendship movie. Yeah. And- like all Stephen King things are. Really, He's they're really always good about at friendship. That. Yes. Even adult friendships. Yeah. Because if you read Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. and watch the movie, it's also about friendship. Yeah. He's really good at that, but specifically when it comes to children mm-hmm. or you know young adults, it's just so magical mm-hmm. to see it. And everybody who watches this movie... It, especially if you've always felt like an outcast or, you know, just not popular. I think you can relate to every kid in some way mm-hmm. or you can find yourself in, in one this. of them. Um, and I think that's great how yeah. you can go to this movie to escape life for the two hours and 15 minutes and still find it relatable 
and scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. So those are my two favorite scenes. Sorry, I went on a soapbox. That's okay. You you <laughs> have a soapbox anytime you want. Thank you. Thank you. Best character. Who's yours? Eddie. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's hard. I love them all. It, yes, because they're all very different. But Eddie just, it's the, like I mentioned about picking my favorite kid. He's just my favorite because of his neuroticism is mm-hmm. amazingly funny. Mm-hmm. And he's just so cute. Like yeah. I just wanted to hug him and be like, it's okay, man. You're fine. And then when he finds out that it's placebo. Yes. That's so That's horrible. That's true. We didn't mention that. At yeah. one point he finds out. That all this medication that isn't he's taking real. isn't real. I know. His mother has been bullshitting him. That's so sad. All these years, yeah. they're placebos. That's terrible. Jeez. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> so what about you? Okay. So when I originally saw this movie, I know that Bill was it. But I have to tell you this time around, Ben is my favorite. Like I want to grab him and and hug him yeah. and keep him safe. Yeah. Because there was something so cute sad adorable about him yeah but yet there was a strong there was strength under that current as well yeah i agree so i loved him i thought he was so cute and it killed me when they cut into his tummy that was terrible i do that in the book i believe i think so but i i oh that made me so mad i know i could feel you getting all upset (laughs) yeah that yeah he's adorable Mm -hmm. i have to agree all right what about best unlikable character henry bowers but you liked him I love to hate him. Mm. He was so despicable as a bully. Yeah, he was. That kid did a great job. He did. Yes, Pennywise, but that's, come on, that's a given. I feel like he is a given. It's like... So aside from Pennywise, I love to hate him. Mm. The other other two bullies were a non-event for me. Mm. Like, they were just tag-along bullies. Yeah. They were Mickey Mouse bullies. Henry was a real full-on bad bullies. I think the other ones were because they didn't have a choice. Well, when they were cutting Ben, one of them was like, This is too far. This is a lot. Right. You know? So. hmm. Yeah. I love to hate him. Yeah. I get it. What about you? Uh, I'm going to choose Beverly's dad. Ooh. Because, I mean, I don't like it, but it's so well done. Yes, I forgot about that. And how creepy he is that I like it because it's it, it adds to what's going on, especially with her. Mm-hmm. And he, he was just nasty. He kind of reminds me of, uh, is it Doomhead from 31? The yes. winter break where it's like, he oh, does. you're so gross. Like, are you, if I feel like, poor actor, I feel like that's how he is and he's not, right. I hope. Right. But it's just, he played that grimy dad. Yeah. There was something so dirty about him. Yeah. And I don't just mean as a per- in personality. Yeah. His physical aspect, it was like, mm. Yeah, yeah. It was gross. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite, best unlikable character. What character would you play? Well. If I were playing this movie, I would want to be Pennywise. I know. I, I, and I'm not a fan of clowns by any stretch of the imagination. But you would have fun with that. But I would have so much fun with that. Yeah. Especially knowing that was the eye. If I could do that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Hell, I would do it now without being Pennywise. Just yeah, to freak just some to freak people, people out. out. Yeah. yeah, imagine ordering at a restaurant or at the counter at McDonald's. And being like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How about you? Who would you play? I would play Eddie. <laughs> play the neurotic kid. Because I would love to play like that. I'm so like hyper and, uh-huh. and like, oh my God, we're worried. I just think he's such a fun character. I he don't is know. a fun character. Of all of them, he is. And Richie. Richie Him is. And Richie. 
And if I had to do a secondary, I think I would be Richie too. Yeah, you would definitely be a Richie. Because he's got that potty mouth and yeah. I know I got that going on most of yeah. the time. Yeah, so. so. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Does this movie hold up? Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, our seven rules. These are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. We apply these rules to the movies we watch and see how many rules were broken or not broken and see if they increase uh, chances of survival. All right, I'll start off. Go for it. Don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs, a basement, or the attic. Or that creepy house. <laughs> Which well, that's we that's the well. next one. Uh-huh. Mm. Five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter, no trespassing, it's abandoned. abandoned. Yep. Yeah. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. Rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance. So I have... They went to the basement. Yep. Or, you know, Georgie went to the basement. Bill went to the basement. Technically, the well is in the basement mm-hmm. of the Neibold house. They split up mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Uh, why are you going in there? They went into the Neibold house slash yep. well. And uh, make sure the bad guys did. They did not make, I mean, they didn't really kill him. No. But can you? Well, I, that's the question. This one's a little questionable, but they didn't make sure he was dead. Yeah. Because the next even when Beverly impaled him in the head. It just made him retreat. Right. Right. So. Eh. The so. bottom line is, can you actually kill evil? Can you? Scream a word. How many times does Erica, me, scream in a movie? I put two out of five. I had two Yes. There moments. were two moments where you let out a squeal. Yeah. Not a scream, but a squeal. Yeah. I've watched this a few times that I kind of know where it's coming already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to surprise me at this point. But hey, two mm-hmm. out of five is still pretty good for a yeah. movie I've watched a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, our rating system. How many cups of horror? We're going to count on three. Do we give this movie? Absolutely. One, two, three. Ten. ten. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. I mean, I, to me, there is absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with this movie at all. No. Like, I I love this movie. Yeah. I was excited to Well, I bought it. it because... Did. I didn't have it, so the rental was three ninety nine. The purchase was seven ninety nine. It's no like brainer. really? Come on. Yeah. I may as well. Absolutely. I actually physically own it, but right. the Blu-ray player wasn't working. So. Right. So we rented it, which is great because then I bought it. Right. And now you own it and you can watch it whenever you want. Exactly. There's just nothing wrong with this movie, in my opinion. You can argue it, that's fine. I will never find anything yeah. wrong with this movie. Uh, this is my all time favorite Stephen King book. Okay. Didn't um, know that. Followed by The Stand. Okay. Both extremely long, epic yeah, no journeys. Yeah. But of the of of the big, big ones, this is my favorite, favorite nice. all-time book. Oh, I did not know that. I remember when I first... It took me a whole summer to read it. It's a very long book. Yeah, it is. And I wanted to relish reading it. Yeah. There's there's only one thing that I that I wish that they did have in the Tim Curry version mm-hmm. that they didn't do here. Okay. That I would and maybe that is the one thing that they didn't do. I wish they had. Mm-hmm. And that is in the book and in the Tim Curry version, they make a picture come to life. Oh yeah. Unless it's in part 2. So Okay. Yeah, part because- 2 has a lot of th- they still have the kids again in part 2 kind mm-hmm. of if I remember or in okay. chapter 2 mm-hmm. that that may happen. Good to know. I think. Because that was the only thing that was creepy that I would say that mm-hmm. was missing from here. Got it. Now, if it's in chapter 2, 
I think, but I then can't, perfect. I can't be a hundred percent certain on that one because that freaked me out in the book, mm. and then in the Tim Curry version as well. Because I was yeah. looking forward to seeing that materialize. Got it. That was the only thing that was missing from here. Mm, got so. it. But this, I mean, it's just such a great movie. I can see, I can see myself watching this over and over. It's almost, it's getting to almost a ten-year-old movie. Yeah. It's almost getting there. It's about four years away. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We were, well, we bought this on Amazon, but Mm -hmm. you can also rent it on Amazon, Vudu, YouTube, Apple TV, and Redbox. Any final thoughts on it? (laughs) No, I want to see chapter two now. Yeah, me too. Because like I said, I I don't remember it Mm -hmm. anymore. And I would like to see it. And see how I think of it a second watch, give it another chance, and just to complete the the, the package. circle. Yeah, why not? Alrighty. All right, Trey McDougal. <laughs> Wonder if anybody's gonna get that reference. I highly doubt it. <laughs> it's only if you're a Sex in the City fan. Exactly. Like we are. Yeah. I don't have much else to say as well. I think we talked much this movie to death. To death. <laughs> but I will say it one more time. Absolutely love this movie. I think it's perfect. Yeah. And that's a wrap on It and Stephen King Month. Thank you for joining us today on Horror Cafe Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube at Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming, where we have some short videos, short reviews, and you can watch me play horror games. And you can also visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com where you can learn a little bit about us and also listen to our podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help us out. You can also choose to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. The link to this and everything else we've mentioned are in the notes section of the episode. And in the meantime, stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.